0: Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June 2024. Good luck. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments.
1: Monday brings us Freedom Day when almost all the laws around social distancing are removed in England. London can open up, pubs, restaurants, theatres can bring more people in. There is a lot to celebrate, but the end of the coronavirus pandemic is not on that list.
0: We are not by any means out of the woods yet on this, in much better shape due to the vaccine programme and drugs and a variety of other things. But this has got a long way to run in the UK and it's got even further to run globally. England's
1: Chief Medical Officer Chris Whitty took part in a webinar organised by the Science Museum in which he also said the country could get into a lot of trouble very quickly if care isn't taken. One of the biggest concerns is about the low take up of vaccinations by young people in London this weekend. A huge push to encourage all the teenagers and twenty-somethings to get the jab is underway. Our health editor Ross Lydell's covering the story. And Ross,
0: what is the problem? Yes, well there has been a fear for some time that the younger generation, certainly the over eighteens, would be somewhat reluctant to come forward. And confirmation of this came a day or so ago when Pippa Nightingale, who is the head nurse at Chelsea and Westminster Hospital, but also in charge of the rollout across eight West London boroughs, made it absolutely clear how much difficulty was being caused. And she sort of said that young people seem to believe they were largely sort of bulletproof and immune to catching COVID and really the numbers have dropped dramatically. The key line that she gave to a sort of collection of councillors from these boroughs was that the vaccination centres in her bit of London were only running at 30% capacity. So she said, we have the staff there, we have the vaccines, we just don't have the arms in which to inject the, the, the vaccine. And she said it's been a complete turnaround because a month or two ago the big issue was the shortage of vaccines and people desperate for the jab. Now it's the reverse. that They've got plenty of vaccines, plenty of doses, but very few people coming forward. And this is confirmed now in the official NHS statistics. On Wednesday, only about 8,000 people in London came forward for a first jab, which is quite alarming, really.
1: As we do open up, if more people, even these younger people, don't get this jab, what kind of problems is that going to cause? What have people been saying?
0: Well, I think we have to remember, first off, that uh, COVID in younger people is less likely to cause serious illness, as it is in the over-50s. And similarly, younger people are at lower risk of dying from COVID. However, they're not at 100% negative risk, if you like. You know, there still is a risk, and in particular, a risk of long COVID. This is something that Professor Kevin Fenton has mentioned. He is the capital's director of public health, and he's particularly concerned that young people, if they remain unvaccinated, may get COVID, uh, which of course could risk the incredible damage caused by long COVID, but also the fact that if they do get the virus, even if they're not badly affected themselves, that they will pass it on to others, including back into their family groups and the older generations. Uh, The good news, if you like, though, is that uh, tonight a really big effort is starting across London to get the jabs in the younger generation's arms, the sort of Instagram generation that you and I can only dream of these days, David, that uh, that tape module that's already pretty much sold out in terms of pre-booked appointments, but they will accept people walking in. And then Spurs and Chelsea are holding mass vaccination clinics again this weekend, and there'll also be pop-up clinics in the likes of Camden Market and uh, Greenwich Park as well.
1: An enormous effort is is clearly underway to try and get these jabs into people's arms before Monday. How is London? dealing with coronavirus right now. What is the the situation in the city?
0: The latest figures from NHS England last night showed there were 5,700 new diagnoses in the last 24 hours. And there's sort of about 570 people with COVID currently in London hospitals. The Royal London Hospital in Whitechapel, which is the capital's biggest hospital and had two floors of its sort of giant tower block dedicated purely to COVID intensive care patients early on the second wave, staff have now said that they've actually reopened those wards again because the numbers are rising. So the, the numbers are, are going up. They've been going up quite sharply. We're not at the level we were in January and February, and we're certainly not at the level of deaths. There were at six deaths recorded in London across the last 24 hours. So luckily... Uh, it is proving to be true that the vaccine has weakened the link between uh, cases, hospitalizations, and deaths, but it hasn't broken it. And the fact that the rise is still so sharp is definitely causing concern and uh, concern for the next month or two, especially from Monday when there'll be far greater social mixing when the official rules change. And this is why
1: people like Professor Kevin Fenton are saying he's not calling it Freedom Day because this isn't over.
0: I thought this was very interesting that he really did not want to use that term at all. And he said, you know, it gives a misleading impression that the pandemic is over when it's far from it. He said this was in an interview he gave to BBC Radio London last night. Uh, Kevin Fenton's normally a very mild-mannered, carefully spoken individual who doesn't like to use hyperbole or to over-dramatise things and again he was cautious in his words but the message coming through really is is quite clear from these people that they really don't believe it's all over Uh, as Jonathan Bantam would say don't tear the pants out of it and also what Kevin Fenton said was already implied really that while there's been much uh, coverage over the past few days about the issue of mask wearing on the tube or on trains or buses masks are way down the line in terms of preventing the spread of COVID and and really it's possibly focusing on the wrong thing he said the most important thing we can do just now to prevent a really dangerous third wave is to get vaccinated the second thing you can do is maintain social distancing Uh, you know the the masks will uh, lead to some benefits but they're by far outweighed uh, by the uh, importance and usefulness of vaccinations You can read
1: Ross's story in the newspaper or at standard.co.uk, where there's also a link to the full list of places offering vaccinations in London. That's the Leader Podcast. We're back on Monday at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delaglio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium